Good morning. Good to see everyone. I guess some of you might be wondering, what in the world are you doing with that very special tie? Well, this is Father's Day, and this tie was made by my son, youngest son, Caleb, when he was five years old. Uh, he made this in preschool, and he came home and gave it to me. And when he saw me wear it on Father's Day, he was as proud as could be. Now, when he hit his teen years, he wasn't so proud of this tie. But I, I wear it every Father's Day, uh, unless I'm up in Maine fly fishing on vacation. But I treasure this tie. And we're going to be talking about treasures a little bit. And the other, another thing I treasure is a very special Bible. It's, it was Caleb's Bible. And on the inside cover, you can't see this, but he has a sticker of a, a Japanese motorcycle kit, repair kit. It's a hand grenade, picture of a hand grenade. On the other side, he has a Harley Davidson sticker. And this is something I treasure and I still use. Uh, let's, but uh, we'll talk about treasures in a little bit. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this day. Then we might honor you that we might honor our fathers, and most important of all, that we honor our Heavenly Father in heaven by all that we do. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we've been looking through the Sermon on the Mount, we first of all looked at the Beatitudes, and I really see this as showing us the heart or character of the believer. And then from there we talked about salt, this character producing salt and light, uh, influencing the world around about us. That's what this Christian or believer's cat, uh, character or heart will do. And then we went and we looked at some of the standards that the, the, that the believer lives by. And this week, we're going to be talking about motivation and rewards and treasures. But first of all, I'd like to, we'd like to, as we look at this passage, there's three categories that, that believers participate in. One is giving, and then is prayer and fasting. And I'd like to take just a quick look at these as we, we begin our series. And see, this is what God wants us to do in Galatians, or, yeah, Matthew chapter 6, in verse 1, it says, be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your, heavenly, from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. And we're going to stop there for a little bit. And so giving is one of those things that Christians do. Uh, all that we have here today and all that you see is because believers wanting to invest in our ministry have given of their of their finances and given as God has prospered them and so everything we have here is because someone has donated it has donated the money so we could give it in giving uh, in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 and 10 it says at just the right time uh, we shall reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up therefore when we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those of the family of faith. And Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, God loves 
a cheerful giver. So this is something that, that believers do. They give of themselves. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But he gave. And as Christians reflecting the image of God, we are to give as God gives us opportunity. And the second thing is to pray. Um, in, in verse 5 it says, that when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by men. If you, if you, if you, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is on scene. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. <clears throat> and here we have something very interesting because God's not saying that we shouldn't have corporate prayer. Obviously, we started this, this message with corporate prayer. And, and, and that's not, but he's talking about just showing off and doing it for self-glorification. But when we pray, it's important praying. Certainly believers should be doing that. Two verses that I like to rely on when I pray is, in, first one is John chapter 16 and verse 24. When God, uh, when, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples in the upper room, he said, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And certainly by implication, that goes on to us as well. At we ask in the name of Jesus. That's why we end every, every prayer, we end prayer by in Jesus' name. Or because we want to, see it, it's like saying, Jesus, these are our requests. But we want your will to be done. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, and this is a confidence that we have as we approach God and if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we, we ask of him. So this is prayer. Prayer is so important. Uh, nothing gets done without prayer. Um, Martin Luther got up and said, I had a busy day. A busy, really busy day today. I better spend an extra hour in prayer. Now, I don't know if we can do we should spend an extra hour in prayer but certainly we should be people who are praying praying for god's will to be done praying for god's guidance praying for god's direction praying for god to provide for us and certainly the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven and it starts off by talking about our relationship with god and it goes on from there and so god gave us a sample prayer and it's very meaningful as we, we pray, with, pray to the Lord that we include uh, his presence and, and, and his glory and his honor in our prayers. And, so, and the next thing is fasting. Uh, we go down here to verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they, for they disfigure their, their faces to show men that they are fasting. I tell you the truth, have, they have received their reward in full. When they have, when you, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. In other words, we don't do this. Fasting is something that we, 
we really don't do a whole lot of today in the church. Uh, perhaps we should do more. And what it is is the idea of denying ourselves food or, or, or drink for a short period of time that we might concentrating on, concentrate on God and asking him for help. One of the really exciting uh, illustrations of this is in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verses 1 through 4. And the Ammonites and the Midianites and Moabites and, whole, and some other, other ites came together to wage war against Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, alarmed, in verse 3, said, received, resolved to inquire of the Lord and to proclaim a fast for, the, for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. So he was worried about the situation. He went and he, he went to the Lord and he fasted and prayed with all of Judah and God gave them the victory. They got out to the battlefield and there was the enemy all strewn across the land dead. God gave them the victory. And Matthew chapter 4 and verse 2 we find Jesus fasted in, for 40 days in the wilderness. And then in in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, the church at Antioch was worshiping God and fasting, and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then uh, that was the beginning of the first missionary journey. And so fasting played an important part in the Old Testament and the early church, and, and it should play perhaps more of a part in what we do today as we seek the Lord. But we don't do it for show. And that's where the problem comes in. These topics that we covered are certainly important topics, topics that Christians should be participating in or doing. But the real key to this is the, many times to find the key, what this passage is about, is find a word that's repeated. Do you know that the word reward is, is repeated in verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, and verse 18? That's uh, seven times in this small passage. And rewards are so very important. And the hypocrites were doing rewards for, for just for recognition from so people would say, wow, aren't they spiritual? Look at how much they gave. Look at how well they pray. Look at, look at their fasting again. Well, they had their reward. And rewards are something that are given for accomplishments, things that have been done. And certainly we have our share of rewards. Maybe many of you don't realize it, but we have a, for years we had a, a softball team. And that softball team, one year through, because of their dedication and, and hard work, as soon as we get this out here, <laughs> there we go, we got a plaque in 2013, we were the best in the church softball league in Schuylkill County, and they gave us a plaque. And this was really important for a while. Uh, some of the guys wanted to take it home with them and show their family and, and other people. And, and after three or four months, it wound up in my desk. And now it's laying flat on top of one of my, uh, top of my cabinet in my office collecting dust. I had to dust it off to bring it and show it today. Rewards. 
And this one is a Little League trophy. All four of my boys received a Little League trophy when they graduated from, from Little League, and this was like the reward for their, their years spent playing baseball. And, and they would put that on their dresser, and, and, and it was really important to them. Guess where it wound up? All of them wind up in the uh, trash heap uh, somewhere, except for this one. This one, my son came in one day and he said, do you want this? And so I took it. But what he was saying is he didn't want it anymore, and if I wouldn't have taken it, he'd have just thrown it away. But earthly rewards, they, they, they don't last very long. They, don't, uh, they aren't, they're, they're important for a little while, and then they're forgotten. Uh, not too long ago, the uh, school, I'm going to lay this down here. The uh, Haven baseball team won the Schuylkill County Championship. And they got this big medallion that they w was placed around their necks, and I'm sure that's important. But all of my boys got those, too, for various things in, in sporting. And, and one day, they didn't want them, and I threw them all away. And that's what happens with earthly rewards. And there was C.S. Eliot, a missionary, said one day, a man is no fool to give up what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. And so we need to ask ourselves, where are our rewards? Where do our rewards come from? And, and it, it, it really comes from our motivation. Are we motivated to do things to please God? Or are we motivated to just get self-recognition? That's what the hypocrites did. And so often, we, if we're doing it for self-recognition, we're doing it in our own strength. It's sort of like, like religion. Man tries to reach God, but he never, ever quite makes it. He, does, he can't make it. Christianity is a relationship where God reaches down to man by way of the cross of Calvary. But man insists on doing things on his own. And when I was a kid, I had a contraption. It looked a little better than this. But uh, it, uh-oh, there we go. It was a chain. It, and there were two chains here are with, that were stretchable. And I'd put it up over my head and go like this. Oh, this is good. I can do this. Man, that's easy. But I did too many, and I couldn't get it back over my head. I just couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. And, and I yelled for help, but there was no one in the house. I was all alone. And so there it was, getting heavier and heavier, and I was getting tired and tighter. And all of a sudden, my knees started to buckle. They buckled a little more. They buckled a little more. They buckled a little more, and then I fell. And then all of a sudden, oh, when I yielded to the pressure, when I gave in, I was able to do it. And Christianity, is, we try to do it on ourselves, and we can't get it up over our head. But if we trust the Lord, and so salvation is a free gift. It's not something we can, we can earn. It's given to us freely. And then because we love the Lord, we should be motivated to serve the Lord. And as we serve the Lord, he gives us eternal rewards. And some of these, Paul talked about one of these rewards in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 
in verse 6, and he said, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Not for me only, but for all who love his appearing. In other places, it talks about the crown of life. It talks about the crown of glory. And these are rewards laid up for believers in heaven. And someday in an act of worship, when we're up in heaven, we're going to take these crowns. We're going to lay them at the feet of Jesus as an act of worship. And so lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The hypocrites, they were trying to do it all themselves. The, the word hypocrite is used three times. And it's interesting. In the verse 2, it says, so when we give the needy and trumpets, do, do not announce to the tr it with trumpets as the hypocrites do. It's telling, well, everything the hypocrites do, we're not supposed to do. In verse 5, it says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to be standing in the street. Do not pray like them for recognition. In verse 16, and it says, and when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disguise their faces to show men that they are fasting. In other words, don't, don't serve in your own strength for rewards, to try to earn something. We seek to please God, and he gives us rewards that are eternal, that will never, ever fade away. Therefore, don't be like the hypocrites practicing religion. That's, that's man's attempt to try to reach God. But Christianity is a relationship. God reaches down to man all the way because he loves us. And he wants us to respond to him out of love, doing these things because we love him. I can remember one day taking my boy, bringing my boys home from some event. Lynn was at a, week, at a weekend retreat with the ladies, and I was really tired. And it, we needed to do a lot of straightening up before uh, Lynn got home. And, so, and they were busy yelling and screaming in the back of the car. And I finally stopped the car and I said to them, look. I'm tired, I'm shot, be quiet, stop fussing. And when we get home, I want you to clean your rooms. And I, I almost, to be honest with you, I sort of forgot about it. Got him home and I'm walking up, doing some things and start walking up the steps and, and Matt meets me. He says, Dad, come here. So I go into the room. He says, is this good enough? You see, he wanted to please me because he loved me. And that's why we do what we do. That's our motivation, to please the Lord because we love him. And he will give us reward in due time. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so we want to do things to please God. And in verse 19, chapter 6 and verse 19, it says, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and, and rust destroy and where thieves break in to steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So our rewards are our treasures in, in heaven. And lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. What we do for the Lord we serve the Lord because we love him, and that involves serving others because God loves them. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And the second commandment is like God, to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're supposed to do. Fathers, you serve your wife and your children because you love them. Because you love the Lord and you love them. And God will give you your reward in heaven. And God will give all of us our rewards in heaven. Seek first the kingdom of God. And he will do it. He will give it to you. God loves you. Are you serving out of motivation of love? That love begins at the foot of the cross. Where you say, yes, Lord, I'm a sinner. I receive you as my Savior. If you've never done that, that's where you need to begin. And maybe you're a Christian. You sort of, uh, you know, if you're really, really honest with yourself, you sort of put, got so wrapped up with the things of life, you sort of put God on the back burner. You sort of forgot why you're doing what you do. Why not take time to reflect on the Lord and seek your motivation from Him and lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you, we ask for you to speak to our hearts that we might, Lord, love you and serve you. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen.